Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. You are saying, I am taking myself as a species that is designed to replicate, and I am chemically making that impossible, at least for the duration of the time that I take these hormones. And the job that I'm interfering with is the most important job that this body was evolved to perform. Everything will be fine. And I guarantee you, you're wrong. Well, it's finally here. It's episode 69 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we interview Braid Sharp, or Braid Blanks, however you want to to know her. She is a... Just pick a last name. Either either one. It doesn't matter. Smith. Jones. Smith. uh, Yeah. All all those things. She is a local media celebrity here in my area and and a mutual friend of ours. It's a it's a, another one of our every man in this case every woman series just everyday people and how they are living life with uh, small children and jobs and all that good stuff and it's another moderately funny edition of the humans being human segment with at this point I'm not really sure which one we're going to air and we're up with our simply human tip uh, the week how are you Rick episode sixty nine this is a big show I'm not going to participate in the episode sixty nine stuff I have been looking forward to this show I know for like three months and I'm just telling you I'm opting out of that uh, oh six, six it's I don't get it it's uh, one number less than 70 I don't oh. understand the milestone right um, okay so moving on I have I have a question or I guess I guess I have I don't know this is really a question here's the deal we, we all use the restroom <laughs> this is starting off as a classic Mark Rogers bit right now we Here's the deal. We all use the restroom. Everyone. Why can't I do it in my pants? uh, It worked. Why? why? Everyone on earth uses the men's room or the women's room, depending on. Well, some people, in fairness, don't use a room. Some people use a hole. Or maybe they use both rooms. Uh, Whatever. It's, it's, It's all fine. But here's the deal bathrooms are classically like tile, right? Sort of this like. whitewashed okay. tile and there's there's never hardly ever any sort of music being pumped into a bathroom there are some but for the most now part, that you've said that i guess yeah you know there, so there, like, if you're in there by yourself it is it's so it's so quiet it's crazy and then like you can hear every any little thing right so if you're in there and uh, i don't know if women are the same way but you may have this, and let, let me finish and then i'll let you okay give I'll your my give here. your commentary so i'm sitting in there and or I go in there and there's a man already sitting. I'm, I'm assuming it's a man. <laughs> Hoping it's a man. He's sitting forwards. You're <laughs> sitting facing him. The love toilet. <laughs> so there's a guy already sitting in there, whatever, going to the restroom. We all use the restroom. That's just, everyone just calm down. I go in and sit down expecting, okay, this guy's obviously been in here longer than me since he was already in here. He's going to get up and be moving out. Because uh, there's kind of an awkward moment if like, if you come out of the stall at the same time as someone, I, I don't know. For me, yeah. I, I just oh, yeah. like to avoid that. So, so I'm, you're sitting there, and I'll like make it make it flush. You know, like the, especially with the automatic ones, it's hard to find the little button to make it flush because it's so quiet. You can hear every little drop. So then the flush goes, and then it's just you. Can, it's just like, and you can hear the other person like go. <clears throat> <laughs> and it's just like so awkward, you know. And like then I'm like, okay, dude, are you gonna get up? Because I'm not getting up before you get up. Because I don't want to risk me get up and then you start to get up and then I'm gonna have to sit back down. So like, do you do you is that something that you deal with? Is this is this a, a universal problem or is it, am I just well, a weirdo? Uh, it, for me, it's not a universal problem because when I'm using a public restroom, uh, odds are it's like three o'clock in the morning right. at the you know at the police department, and so it's already like I've found I have like a mental map of like friendly toilets. That I can use at different times. So, uh, you know, if One, it's, you know, different times, I'll use different, I'll go to different locations. Stalls that have holes in the, in the stall door. That is enough, like that. sir. We're having a legitimate conversation. So I think we need to publish a book about the unwritten rules. And I would even go so far as to say that public toilets need to have like a timer attached to them. Hey, you have this for five minutes. Yeah. There's no need unless you're like, if you need to be on there for more than five minutes, then the ambulance yeah, is on say. the way. Uh, See, the other part of like it, it makes just... it awkward because you're right. Uh, you don't want to be getting out at the exact same time because then you're looking at him and he's looking at you and you're like, eh, eh. yours really stunk yeah. more than mine. Man, you're really grunting in there. You really <laughs> should adopt a, so, <laughs> a well, vegetable centered diet, sir. So my, the other but part, like, uh, it's like if so I'm sitting there and I have my phone. 
And so I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to outwit you. I've got, I can do email. I can, I can read articles. I will, I will sit here for two hours. I, I'm not getting up before you. And like, so there's that. And then there's like, there needs to be music or white noise or something. Like I, I turn, like I wanted to watch a video or something, but you can't. That would be weird if I start watching like Saturday Night Live or something on my phone. Like, in, you know, like the other guy could hear it. I mean, they're like laughing or something. I don't know. So continue. Oh, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I think that's actually, uh, that might be your million-dollar idea, <laughs> is pumping white noise no- music or something, or, something yeah. or white noise or something through the bathroom so that, like, uh, you know, you're not hearing the other guy, you know, all of his and not even his the body, grunts and yeah, secretions, not even the secretions <laughs> and whatnot. Or the excretions. It's, like, even, like, the... <clears throat> <laughs> like the, the like, very gentle throat clearing. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that if uh, it's apparent, like if I'm already in there and someone else comes in and it's apparent they don't know that yeah. I'm in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll be like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this is a, a great, this has never happened. But like if someone would come in and like look in the mirror, and like giving themselves a pep talk, all right, man, you got this, you got this thing going up and you're, you got this sales presentation. You're the man, you're the man. All right. Yeah. Don't screw this up because then your family's going to starve and then you're going to lose your house. And, and then, like, and then you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hand noise. Okay. Real quick story. My <sighs> uncle tells about, and he's been on the show before about the hypnosis story and the uh, way. Who's this? My uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So he has a story where he goes into like the, restroom at like work or something and like it was after hours there's some some reason there were some kids up at the office and so he's in there like doing this business and this like i don't know eight-year-old kid comes in the bathroom and he's like you know he kind of hunkers down like okay maybe this this kid will just go to the bathroom and leave well the kid like kind of what you said he goes up to the mirror and he's starting like my uncle can kind of see him through the door crack you know and he's like singing you're the best He he started no he started going like Bad, bad, sad, bad, 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 bad. Blow, 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 gladi, dog, blow, gee, boo. Like Tommy Boy where he's talking into the fan yeah. doing the Darth Vader. So then, so my uncle's like, okay, this kid's ridiculous. So like, he, he makes a noise or something, maybe something along these lines. And and that kid like, stop. You know, he was like, blah, blah. and he goes, hey, who's in there? <laughs> Who is that in there? And my uncle's not going to be like, oh, it's me. Like, what is he going to say? And so the kid was like, hey, kept kept asking, somebody in there? Who's in there? Who is that? Who's in there? And finally, my uncle was like, Scram, get out of here. Scram. That is a classic Rogers. Uh, uh, that really is. Scram. That has all the elements of a classic Rogers family yeah. anecdote. The kid needs to learn to do some shoe matching. I feel like with that, I have a ninja. Like if I'm in the bathroom and I'm, I'm like, you know, washing my hands. I'm not, you know, sitting down to use the facilities. But somebody is in there really tearing it up. Like I feel like I am an expert. I can just quick peek and see the shoe. And then I spend the rest of my day analyzing Searching. everyone's shoe was that, you? that I come across like, Oh, like when you, so you're the guy when you, when you that think smells of, like, like hyper full of Indian food. Like like every other human. It's like like we <laughs> no, all no, do no, it. No, 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 no. It's only when it's like very subhuman smells coming from out of there. <laughs> I well, will resort to shoe matching technology. Quickly, because uh, I want to get to our interview with Braid. Uh, you haven't had internet. And so you you basically are, are acting like you are lost in the snowstorm in the middle well, of the Well, except mountains. I have, uh, you know, I have the data on my phone but i don't want to like burn through all that but yeah we don't for some reason the last 36 hours the internet and tv have been down at our house which is particularly you know troublesome because my wife is an online student she has class tonight and also particularly troublesome because i like to watch television and i'm kind of getting screwed on that deal i thought you were gonna say your wife was like an online robot kind of like that movie she was it she that he like fell in love with the operating system I don't. Uh, I think you're making that up. It was Joaquin Phoenix movie. I don't know. It got uh, no, you're definitely making that up. I don't even. That's not even a real name. Dang it, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, it is. No, fake name. Fake name. <laughs> fake name. Uh, but uh, you know, my Wednesday night. Right now, we're recording this. It's Thursday. Uh, Thursday is my first day back to work, so I stay up all night long. Wednesday, as late as I can, usually like three or four. And I do a bunch of menial chores. I, uh, you know, I'll clean up. I'll do all the laundry. But also, I will spend that time watching, catching up on hockey games that I've recorded on the DVR from the previous week. And uh, last night, we have none of that because we can't access the television. And so, 
I basically oh, yeah. just sat in the dark, like looking at the wall and then like staring at my watch and then looking at the wall and that, staring. No, that, I mean, I watched was... a movie on a DVD, which what? very quickly, we're all going away like? from DVD technology. Yeah. Don't do that, people, because when something like this happens, you're screwed. Yep. You have to have some like we have. Uh, I watched Donnie Brasco last night. And Donnie that's Brasco. It is a great movie. And uh, I've, I'd forgotten we even had it, but I went through our DVD collection. If you don't count kids' movies that we take on trips and stuff like that, we only have like seven or eight DVD movies. So I'm urging all people to like, hey, don't be so quick to go away from DVD technology and like streaming video and stream and on demand and stuff like that. That's more convenient than DVDs for sure. However, when you get stuck in caveman times, like I am in right now, you're going to want like a hard copy on a DVD. Can I say something very quickly before we get to Braid? No. Okay, I, I, go took, ahead. I took Facebook on my phone, and I'm on the computer now, and I just opened my Facebook up. Because when you said that about the hockey thing, I remember I tagged one of uh, the man without a pancreas, which is like just asking for God, yes. terrible. I don't know why you I was can't, You can't beat – his name is Jack. You can't yeah. beat Jack – in an, in, in an yeah. internet or Facebook well, he, inappropriateness so, contest. So I went on he Facebook. He is yeah. like the Michael Jordan before before the baseball uh, yeah, before, try. Yeah. He's like Michael Jordan like, mid, or like his, early He's 90s. in the zone. So I went on Facebook just now to make sure that he didn't you know, tag me in this horrible post. And I saw this one of these posts. And I just going to – we don't have to talk about it. I'm just like this kind of thing just is why I deleted Facebook from my phone. Someone put, posted a picture that said, I wonder if I said hello, how many friends would say it back? Share oh on God. your profile and see. Hide. That's instant hide for well, me. I just, I just, Dude, yeah. stuff like that is an instant hide. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how many Facebook friends I have, but seriously, only probably like maybe uh, a tenth of them appear in my newsfeed because of garbage like that. Like that, yeah. and then the political stuff, I don't handle any of that. Yeah. And the, Facebook is for jokes, is for right. funny pictures, funny things, interesting things. Squirrels not, on uh, skateboards, things like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's why I Facebook. So, yeah, that's an right. instant hide, like... <laughs> Uh, you know who what you did and you hurt me and yeah. then like 500 co- comments what happened like, what happened what happened and they're never addressing anything it's yeah. like okay okay hide. hide i don't need to be a part of this all right well let's get to uh, this is such a, 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 a man this momentous... was like a very wide ranging we went from like <laughs> quiet bathroom poop noises to <laughs> internet to uh facebook talk to facebook drama talk yes and so let us get to braid uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com there are links to the facebook page youtube channel uh simply human kids page i'm writing for everydaypaleo.com so check out the sarah Fergoso's website there there are still links to the uh nutrients and skinny fat it's dollar sign 10 simply human and dollar sign five simply human respectively for nutrients and skinny fat for a coupon code uh, but just click through the uh, the links on the website. There's also Amazon, an Amazon link uh, if you want to go through and get the orange glasses. Like so any questions, email me. We've had a lot of people uh, email us. Lots of downloads in February, uh, our record uh, month by far. Uh, so thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, but let's get to our uh, guest today, Braid Blanks. Uh, we talked to Braid about uh, her and you thinking I'm crazy. Uh, because you are. Yep. Calorie-restricted diets, late-night cravings, talking bad about Mark behind his back, uh, tra- <laughs> transitioning to eating Simply Human feed, uh, Foods. Braids. Feed. Simply Human feeds. Feed. <laughs> yes. Just something in a Put big bag. Put on the old feed bag. Yeah, you put stuff your head down in it. Braids, handsome and strong husband Jeff and David Koresh. <laughs> Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast is a mutual friend of Rick's and mine, or mine and Rick's, you do not say of Rick and I's, which people say all the time. Let's let's do I, some more grammar talk, Mark. Well, and the reason I bring up grammar talk is because Braid, uh, uh, Sharp Blanks, whatever your name is, uh, we, she is a journalist and she cares about grammar. Hello, Braid. Thank I you do. for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Mark and Rick, my old comrades, and I'll Comrade. have you know people call me the grammar Nazi at the station. Ha. So. She just made two Nazi jokes. Or so you're the one person who works in television news at the station that knows anything about grammar. <laughs> hey yo, no, that's what I used to love. That's, that's what I used to love about working in TV is that uh, hey, grammar didn't matter. No one cares, man. I can like uh, put all kinds of just weird stuff in there because yep. nobody cares. Okay, but now we have web stories. That wasn't a mm. thing when you were there because you're really old. Yeah, that is true. The internet was... like barely existed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We have a thing called a web. 
site. Al Gore. Yes. What is the internet? The spider web? I don't understand this. Um, Braid, I mentioned on a previous yeah. podcast that when you hosted the United Way or emceed the United Way deal, I made a throat slash at you. Uh, yes, you did. You were standing back in the middle of the back wall, and I was like, why is this weirdo not sitting down mm-hmm. if he's so important? And, um, oh. <laughs> I told and, him so. But he wasn't, and so he's just standing back here behind by beside our camera guy, like making a, a split across his throat with his finger, like really inconspicuously, like he was like stretching his neck or something. And so then, like I'm at the podium talking in front of I don't know, like a thousand people. I don't know how many people. I don't know, maybe. And I'm trying to discreetly like brush the side of my face with my middle finger just to just to get <laughs> something in there. Brad <laughs> uh, Blake's everyone. Yeah, well, she didn't I mean, do that. Really, yeah, but. she did not do that. But that would have been hilarious. So let's just let's get to it here, Braid. The reason we, we we've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. We finally uh, got our schedules to align because your schedule is crazy because you work in TV uh, and it's crazy. You have two small children, two sons, as Rick ew. has two sons. Um, and so we just wanted to t- talk to you about. Well, first of all. This is part of our Every Man or Every Woman series where we just have the just, okay, here's someone living life and making changes and how it's affecting them. And I first want to start off with saying how much ridicule you used to give me on this stuff. So can we talk about how you've gone from just giving me the what for to then how you transition to being like, hmm, there may be something to some of the crazy stuff that he's talking about. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, let me say that, number one, I've just taken some, I think I've got a cold, so I'm on Benadryl. Um, my two children have been stuck at home with me for the past two snow days. Oh, right. And they, my youngest one decided he wanted to eat crayons this morning. Good. And I just, I, didn't, I mean, he walks in. That is crayons in his mouth. <laughs> And my oldest son won't eat anything right now but applesauce and SpaghettiOs. So there you let go. me just preface, that's my life right now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's everyday life. That's a snow day for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, okay, so... Back when Mark and Rick and I used to work together, um, we're talking like time wise. This is like 2000, uh, yeah, 2001, two, well, no, 2001, 2002, because I left okay. uh, in 2000, November of 2003. So this is like that okay. time frame, early, early so, 2000s. So then, you know, then Rick left and then I left and came back and Mark was still there. And Mark, Mark, Mark has been on a journey. I'm sure if you keep up with him, you know that he's been on this crazy like one time when we were at hey texas he was on like this weird diet where he i remember you would eat like you would portion out all your little things and it was like maybe 500 calories a meal i don't know i have no idea i used but to take would, like, i used to take grilled tilapia up to the station like microwave yeah. it in the break room it would smell horrible Yuck. and everyone like hated me because of the t- and broccoli and like lettuce with no dressing and like i mean not these things aren't bad but like mark was doing it in like a caloric intake kind of way and like <clears throat> light yogurt and he would lick the rim of the yogurt. And I would remember, like, remember that, Mark? I would sit in the break and I'd be like, what are you doing? You're weird. Hey, when you're starving yourself, you lick the I lid know. of the yogurt. You try to get every so, last yeah. molecule if possible. <laughs> so Mark would do that, and then he would, um, then I would always, I was like a junk food fanatic. Like, I love candy and um, sugar, like refined sugar. I was like, oh, I love it. And, like, junk food. And, because your body, once you do it so long, it just it starts to crave that, and it's like a drug or something. After you know much research, I have learned this. And Mark would like go rummage through my stuff when I was out on the set, and like I'd come back in and half my stuff would be gone. Oh, and I need, like on a cheat day or something. Hold on, I need to explain this. I don't, Rick. I don't know if, if I ever told you about this. Okay, so I was a sports guy, right? So like the sports guys don't go on until the very end, and like we maybe right. get, and if they need to cut stuff, they cut sports. And it's they like seriously, the, bar- barely do any work period whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're on TV for like three minutes, and they could be like, "Hey, man, we're way too heavy. Uh, you need to." Uh-oh. Oh, man, I barely have to do it. Rick, Rick, we're having a bad connection with you. Braid, can you still hear? Are you, are we? Yeah, you? Okay. I'm good. Well, Rick is, while Rick is breaking Rick in and out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue uh, explaining. So at, okay. at the 10 o'clock news, there's no like all the salespeople are gone. Like the, the station is empty. 
And Ooh. so whenever whenever the the anchors were out there for the ten o'clock news from ten to like ten twenty, I would be just sort of by my, by myself in the newsroom, and I would go around. And when I was doing this calorie restricted thing, I would be starving at like ten fifteen. Yeah. So I would go around and just like rummage through everywhere. I knew, I knew where like okay, there's dried apricots in that drawer. Braid always has this. There's laffy taffies here, and I would like rummage through and steal everyone's yeah. food. And and if I ended up eating, there was one time I ended up eating an entire thing of dried apricots. I felt bad. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't fess up to the theft. I just went and bought some more. And like the next night, I like snuck them in, you know, because I'm sure someone was like, "Who ate all my dried apricots?" And then they were. Were, like, were they mine or were they Janet Quats? I can't. Remember. No, it was. I, I can't even remember her name. She was a. She had blonde, Damn. long blonde hair. No, it was next to her. Jessica Weber. Yes, it was her apricots. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, everyone. We're sorry. This is we digress. Okay, so basically. I just wanted to let everybody know, like, I, and Mark, when he, like, started, he left the station, I was still there, and he started this journey of, like, and he was, you know, I was on Facebook at the time, I'm not anymore, but, like, I kept seeing him post all this stuff about the juicing and the fasting and the, and all this stuff, and finally, every, I mean, every time I would see him, because we would run into each other different reasons, different places in town, and I would just be like, oh, hey, crazy Mark, did you eat today, or what, <laughs> what are you doing, and, like, he was testing his blood glucose and everything, and I was just like, and I would even tell people, Mark, I'm sorry. I would even tell people, I'd be like, Mark, guys, Mark, is something's wrong with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like, Mark has lost it. He's lost his ever-loving mind. Like, what is wrong with him? Like, he won't let his kids eat this, and he won't, like, he and they, he won't eat anything that's not, like, that's processed, or this, or that. And so finally, just by me ridiculing him and making fun of him. Well, hey, and, and on the I'm on the kidding. list of things that I am like, okay, we talked to Braid about all these things. I just added talking bad about Mark behind his back. So continue. <laughs> Sorry. No, but Mark, it wasn't like I was like, I was just I like, know. I was worried about you. I really was. I was like, man, he's just going too far with this. But then I started talking to Mark and like reading what he was writing. And when he kind of shifted his whole paradigm of thinking into the, um, simply lifestyle way of thinking, not the juicing, not, the, you know, you know, I think you were strict paleo for a while. Am I right on that? Or I don't. Yes, I have done. I've done yeah. just about any sort of fad diet right. you can think of. So, but now, but when he started, like when I really sat down with him one day, I think he was coming into the station to do some football, extra football work on the side. And he really started talking to me about it. And I really started listening. And at this point I've had a couple of kids, one or two, I can't remember. Because that's how my life is now. They just but, all run together at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I really started thinking about what I was eating and like looking at the ingredients and like reading what Mark would write about, dissecting the ingredients and things. And all of a sudden it like kind of, it was like this weird moment where I was like, wait, maybe Mark was right. <laughs> no. When we all have the realization that maybe Mark is right, it's like the worst thing. Like, it's okay, well, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day, I guess. So, okay, but I mean, you said uh, earlier you, you earlier said you were like a junk food junkie, sugar, refined sugar, stuff uh, like that, which I yeah. wouldn't even like. That's pretty normal for like Americans because I was about to say like yeah. I used to love junk food, cookies, candies, crack, you know, stuff like that. But I think probably everyone can relate to that. When you first started making changes. How did you start? Did you go through like with a huge trash bag and clean out your your pantry and your fridge and all this and that, or did you like yeah. go incrementally? How did you do it? Okay, so when I first decided we're going to make some changes around here, it was like panic mode because I, I'm the type of person that's like, if I get into something at all or if I like believe in something, I'm like full force, hundred percent, let's go. And so I like panic and get like I, I just threw everything away. Like I went in all my cupboards and. Uh, in the uh, the refrigerator and everything, and I'm just like, oh, yes, we have nothing because it's so horrible. It's going to kill us all. And so <laughs> I threw it all away and then, like, bought everything according to what, you know, I had read about from Mark and my own, you know, studying and um, just kind of started over and just tried to really, really eat only fresh food that was grown you know, as much organic as we could, we cut out dairy immediately. None of my uh, youngest son has never had like regular milk. He's only had almond milk. And now we, have, we like cashew milk. Um, it's better than almond milk. Everybody trust me. It's unsweetened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I did that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like it goes in cycles. Like 
it's so tough because my oldest son, we really didn't start this until he had already been on a lot of, you know, these refined foods and he just, his palate changed so drastically. And honestly, my family is the complete antithesis of what I wish we could do here at my house. And it's hard because if they spend any time with them, then you get the guilt trips about, you're not going to let them have apple juice, you know, or you're, you're not, talking about you family. Like you're, you're talking about like extended family, like when they have yeah. relatives, grandparents. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of, you know, and, and grandparents love their food. Mine did mine. My parents do that. And so, you know, they want to treat them. And so it's hard um, to tell them no, or to tell them, you know, why they shouldn't have this. And then if they have it, they want it. So it's tough with the kids. We don't always hit the, you know, the mark where we want to with them, but I definitely, and, and also my oldest son has autism, so that's even more incentive for me to, like, get him away from any kind of, like, processed things with lots of sugar and additives. But, again, it's really tough because he likes those things, and he eats a very, very select few foods right now. So, And then for me, too, I mean, I'm a busy, busy person. Like, I wake up, hit the floor run, and I try my best to eat, you know, good whole food. I would say, like, 85% of the time. If I'm in a time crunch for work, I may not eat at all if I have to eat and I'm starving, I'll get whatever we get on the way back to the station. But so like, I would say that at first it was complete revamp. Like I'm, we're, we're not eating any of this crap anymore. And then it was slowly like, okay, well this might not be so bad if we mostly eat the right things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I will say when we're talking about this transition, it's one thing to remember and listeners, Braid is when you look at Braid, she's very lean. It's not like it's not like somebody who's obese and and uh, is just struggling with inflammation and diabetes and all these things. It's sometimes it's easier for those type though those people those type people. You know what I mean? Like those people that that are struggling with sort of these manifestations of of poor diet, processed foods to make that mental switch. It was a lot harder for Braid because she is she's very lean. You don't have any other health issues, and then your husband right. is like a a man manimal weightlifter i mean he's like the strongest man alive he's like six eight pack all this stuff get uh, a room geez well Mark. he's uh, a man crush on jeff he's no kidding he's very very <laughs> handsome and strong and muscle <laughs> <laughs> so so i'm so, I, I say no, that you know what? Yeah. you're right mark i mean it was hard for me because i've never really struggled with my weight and i've been fortunate but i also work really hard like i've worked out you know, I've really gotten into, you know, and I have been able to work out more lately because I feel better because I eat better. Um, and it just, all of it works together to make me feel better. But I have never, you know, before I really got into the, the diet that I try to go by now, I, I have to tell you, like, I, I was not, I was, have you ever heard the term skinny fat? And I know that maybe, Oh yeah. I don't know. But like, I was definitely, you know, I had no muscle tone. I had no definition. I was sluggish, I, but I was little. I've always been little. But then when I really started going hard at it, like I've built so much muscle and I, I really feel better because I'm able to perform my life better. And my husband, it's so funny. I would cook for him because he's been eating clean for years, way before I really got on board with it. And I would even kind of make fun of him. And like when we would go out and stuff, I'd be like, are you going to have fun with me tonight and like have an enchilada? <laughs> he is so and, wise and handsome. Jeff is and man. wise. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would, I would literally cook. I cook for him every Sunday and I cook enough for him to get through the entire week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he would eat, he eats clean, but then I would just like either not have time to make for myself or whatever. And I would just eat that food all week or I would make something for myself that was not that great. But yeah, I literally would cook two different things for us because I just didn't think I liked it. And it took me a long time, but now when I eat junk food, I don't like how it tastes like Cheetos or Twinkies or like things, or Pop-Tarts, things that I used to like. They taste weird to me now. Like, they just taste like someone doused my whole mouth in a thing of sugar. Like, there's no, you know. There's no enjoyment there, yeah. How long have you been eating like this, Braid? Um, Mark, when did we really, I think probably at least a year is when I was like gung-ho. I, I think a year, maybe a year and a half. So Actually, okay. What I'm going to do, I, I, been, I, to answer that question, I'm going to hit pause and then I'm going to go back to my diary and find those places where I, I stopped like putting the braids making fun of me. Oh no. That's because that would be a daily entry in my day. I'm I just know, kidding. Mark, I did. <laughs> I, you guys don't understand how far left I was on this. I was like. You're insane. This is all food. We're all still. I'd be like, oh, Mark, look, I'm still alive. Look. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know exactly what yeah. you're saying because I used to do the same thing to Mark. In fact, this whole thing reached out to me 
or, or you know, st- I started doing this when a couple of years ago I was training to run a marathon and I felt like crap. I had no energy. I was inflamed and everything. And I asked, sought out Mark's advice and he was like, well, first of all, you need to cut out bread. I was like, okay, okay there, mad scientist, <laughs> cut out bread. How am I supposed to live as a human without sugar and bread? And that's how, you know, I used to, I mean, it turns out, uh, you know, the broken clock is right twice a day. Like Mark, uh, Mark is right, right on with this. Yeah. Rick, when Mark told me that you were doing this with him, I, I think I fell down laughing. Like, I was like, <laughs> well, what? For real. Like, for that? people who don't understand, uh, you know, maybe there are people who know me in real life now who know what I look like. Uh, add about 50 pounds because that's what I look like when I was working at the TV station. Uh, I, no, and it wasn't see... because of that. It was just because I knew how funny, like, how dumb oh. thought Mark was. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it wasn't because I was a giant fat idiot. Well, that's both, no. really. That's both. <laughs> But like, uh, you know, you, 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 you hit on some, some interesting stuff there. So you used to cook when you, you know, in your previous eating, uh, you used to cook meals for your husband, clean meals, good, healthy meals, and then Mm -hmm. either not cook for yourself or cook different things for you. So it was almost more work for you to, uh, to not eat cleanly, I guess. It was, but the truth is, and I think a lot of moms out there listening will relate to this, you put yourself behind everybody else that you love and you're trying to take care of. So it's like, okay, I know I can make this thing for me in 20 minutes, whereas to cook what I cook for Jeff, it is peeling, chopping vegetables, opening a lot of, you know, canned organic tomatoes and stuff like that and cooking meat for a long time to make it tender and like sweet potatoes and it's a lot of work. Yeah, it takes so, a lot longer I, than I mean, putting something it, yeah, in the microwave and hitting, you know, one minute or something, three, five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I have my system, Mark, okay? I do it in a slow cooker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like, yes, I, I agree, Rick. Like, I totally think that if I could find a way to expedite that process, it would be great. And I do now. Like, I'll just make simple things like, you know, a lot of salads and things and vegetables for me. Um, but Jeff eats a lot of food, so I have to, like, really make it meat and because he, Party, has, he has so much muscle. He is so strong. Coming up next, by the way, everyone listen to Mark's new podcast called The Jeff Show, where he talks <laughs> about Jeff nonstop. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you've been eating cleanly this way for like a year, year and a half, thereabouts, something like that. Okay, and so you've, you've already touched on that you've added more muscle. You feel like you, you have more energy. What are, like, contrast uh, your life now, like uh, – with your life then from standpoints like energy levels, how you feel, how you sleep, even stuff like, you know, people say that they have better skin. I don't know. Just what, what are you noticing that's better now than, uh, you didn't notice before? Um, I think, and first let me say like, yeah, I, I make every effort to eat clean. Like I, like I said, like 80% of the time, but a lot of people who listen to this, if they know me, they've seen me and I don't follow it strictly all the time because I just, I really don't have the time sometimes. She's um, a liar. I caught her in the bathroom eating a box full of hot dogs. The other day. <laughs> there you go. Gross. No, Such I a mean, random I, thing, I by just, the way, in the bathroom eating hot dogs. I just don't want people to think I'm being like, oh, I'm so perfect and this is so great. No, I still have my own issues with it, but I know what I believe now and I know what I want for my kids and what I want to do most of the time. So I would say that my energy level and my focus, like when you eat, cleanly it's like you're a machine like it is you're a machine and when you put the right fuel in it it just makes you go faster it makes you go it makes your car run better you know and so i can tell when i don't eat right if i have to like think on my feet out in the field or if i'm up against the deadline i need to knock some stuff out and like writing stuff if i don't eat right if i don't have the, the right things inside of me i drag and it's hard for me to focus and when i do it's like everything just clicks. Like I don't have to make myself go, uh, you know, work out or do something. Cause you know, I know it's good for me. I know I feel better afterwards, but some days if you don't have the right fuel, you don't want to do it period. But when I, when I feel like I've got, you know, what I need to go and do it, then I, I look forward to it. And then same with work. Like I don't dread going to work as much because I, I don't feel like I know I'm going to be exhausted at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. yeah. And a couple, couple things like, I think that 
you know, what what you're saying is, and this is one thing I always try to tell people, it's like, I don't care if people want to walk across the street with a blindfold on. Like, if, like, like I, that, if that's, if that, if you make that decision, like, it, that's totally cool. I'm not going to run up to you and be like, hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Like, but a, you would, yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah, if well, someone was going to you know, you know, blindfold well, on, I would stop them. You know what I mean? You're like, welcome, I'm t- I'm, the, the analogy <laughs> is the analogy is like eating like the, you know yes, non-human. So what Braid is saying is like now she she has the blindfold off. She understands the consequences. She at least right. knows what's going on around her. And then it's like yeah, when I when I don't eat like super clean, I feel bad. I'm dragging in the afternoon. It's those same things. And the other part is like you you've mentioned a percentage a couple times. You mentioned eighty percent, eighty five percent. And then, like with parents or extended family, like that—that's okay. Like to me, like what I tell people, as long as you don't have that stuff on a regular basis, like it's not always around you. Then, if you have a birthday party, if you go to grandma's house and they make a cupcake, I was over to friend's house, like the on Valentine's Day, it was Saturday morning. I went over and and this neighbor brought over. It wasn't my house, but brought these three kids that are like their ages, like six, four, and one. The biggest like cup like Valentine's it was almost like a small a miniature a miniature cake it was like a the biggest cupcakes I've ever seen he brought them over at like eight thirty in the morning and then so like parents were like I, you know like they sort of were like do we get do we have this do we do we do we yeah. like the neighbors standing there like hey I brought these for your kid you know it's a nice gesture so it's like those yeah. kinds of things can be mitigated if the, your everyday life is sort of uh, you know void of those things which I think is what you're saying and that, which is which is to me is like how you live in modernity and in, in all this with all the stuff around you unless you're going to like take your kids and move into a compound with David Koresh or yeah. something that's not advice that either, Mark. Mark is now telling people to walk through the street blindfolded and go to a picker. Okay, yeah, David. Yeah, I'm, I'm adding great. David Koresh to the show notes along with Braid's handsome husband, Jeff. So. Okay. Best show notes wow. ever. So, like, and, well, and something you were saying, and I think you're both were, were, were getting to, is that when you, uh, you know, the standard American diet, uh, you know, I don't want to say like every meal, three meals a day is cupcakes and cookies, but you eat that kind of stuff all the time. That stuff is meant to be a treat. And when you eat cleanly and you don't eat that stuff all the time, when you do have like the random like occasional – you go to dinner with your husband and you have a piece of cheesecake, that's a real treat. That's like a – oh, man. It's not like a just an all-the-time kind of thing. And that's really what that stuff to me is supposed to be is when I do have like a – you know, I'm not going to eat – Little Caesars pizza that you can get hot and ready for $5. If I'm going to eat pizza, it's going to be the best pizza right. in Dallas. Yes. Yeah, yes. And I will go seek it out. And in fact, long story short, running a marathon in April, and I'm eating super clean until then, no deviating. But after that, uh, I'm going to go find the best pizza, pizza, piece of pizza in Dallas, and I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to eat it like an animal, and I'm going to love it. Whereas before, that's just that's just like a oh, well, let's just eat some more pizza. It's like fourth time I've had pizza this week. Yeah. It loses its kind of luster with the you know as, right. as far as like. You know, treating or whatever. Yeah, after after the, the night I did the Iron Man, I ate an entire like extra large pizza from Papa John's and was like still famished. And so that, that was awesome. It was like a supreme I mean, well, pizza. Papa John's really is the best pizza in Dallas. It right? is pretty good. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> um, hey, I have a question. Okay. Yes. Um, okay, both of you have young children. Well, Rick, yours are a little bit older, but the okay, Rick's, I am Rick's I'm dying here. Like, I don't know how to get. Bennett to eat. He will not eat vegetables or fruit. We put him in food therapy school. He wouldn't eat them there. He's like, I don't know what to do about this. You have what? I don't know what to do. And like, it makes me so scared now that I know how bad other things are that he's eating, but that's all he'll eat. And I don't, I don't know what to do about it. Hmm. Mark, I'll let you handle this because I'll be honest with you, Braid. Uh, me and my wife, we eat pretty cleanly this way, but our kids, uh, you know, this is a struggle yeah. for us because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that your oldest son has autism. My oldest son has autism. And so I oh, understand wow. some of these food issues you're talking about. We've right. slowly widened his palate a little bit to where it includes like five regular foods. And we're fortunate one of those is broccoli. He'll eat broccoli nonstop. Oh, but we didn't like – that was a luck. That was a lucky thing. Like we did, we got lucky yeah. with that. So. Mark, you're the expert in all this, the other, and I will okay. shut up and listen as well because cool. I need to take some of your advice. I was going to say, the other four foods he'll eat are like the regular Oreos, the double yeah. Oreos, the triple <laughs> – just kidding. For real. It's yeah. like uh, frozen pizza, peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay, we're, so- we're like um, – well, Bennett will eat applesauce and yogurt, like Greek yogurt, and um, I, I buy him these gluten-free all-white, like natural chicken nuggets. 
and he'll eat those, and then whole grain spaghettios, which I know is like pointless, but I still feel better about it than the regular street. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, and real quickly, like, you're touching on something that's 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 interesting to me as well. Uh, before Mark answers, and that is when your children don't like when they you get worried about them. Like I, yeah. on the surface, I'm like, okay, all these are, these children are just basic human animals. Like uh, if they get hungry enough, they'll eat whatever you put in front of them. I did not. When I was a kid, my palate was so narrow. I would have starved myself for three or four days. <laughs> and so like the classic, like, oh, just wait them out and don't give them to them and give them healthy foods. You worry about your children. Yeah. You worry that they're not I getting enough food. And it feel, it's sad. Like, okay, yeah. well, no dinner. If you don't eat your vegetables, we're not going to have, you know, whatever's next. Yeah. It's sad. I just can't do that. No, because they'll go, my, I'm really hungry. And, you know, I'll say, well, would you like, and then I'll offer them all these good foods and he'll go no thank you and then he'll just go on about his way but i know he's hungry you know Okay, so Mark, I, I, yes, I have some thoughts. And so, okay, that you, you bring up an interesting point, Rick. It's like take out the the parenting concern for your kids, which like includes thinking at least once a day about what happened, what would happen if something terrible happened to your kids, which never, well, I guess will never go away, and as long as you live. So take all that out of the equation, and like from a biological standpoint, we're taking the parenting out of the equation from like a human cellular deal. Kids that you know haven't eaten in five, six, seven days will eat will eat you know grilled chicken and broccoli if it's put in front of them. You know, getting to that point, there may be psychological scarring. It's like locking your kid in a closet or something. So, right, I'm saying you can like, get him the you can potty train him by bull whipping him. Right, but like uh, right. So, so like, <laughs> we're not going to do that either. Right. So that's that's the trick is, is like trying to figure out how to how to get them there, knowing that they will eat real food if they're hungry but then how do you yeah so all that that's and i don't i don't really necessarily know that i have an answer for that but as far as like how do you get them to eat vegetables i don't know if you have a food processor i know the food processor has been great for us you know like uh you can put in mangoes like the, some of that cashew milk uh some strawberries frozen strawberries and, and it makes kind of like an ice cream deal you can put honey on it at first as they kind of get their palates ready frozen okay. frozen fruit just by itself, we I, we go through so much frozen fruit. It, it's, it gets to the point where like my five year old will get go get a bag of like frozen mangoes out of the freezer. She'll eat the whole bag, and then she's just like, like has frostbite. You know, she's just like she's like shivering, and she's like, "I'm so cold, so Dad." Into the freezer, yeah. lock yeah. herself in the freezer, and, and eat, eat frozen mangoes. Yeah, she, and like, frozen diarrhea. It's funny too, like when my one year old frozen diarrhea when my, it, comes, it comes out like soft serve. I was uh, just gonna she, say, oh my gosh, this is so what gross. I had to deal with. All yeah. the time when we work together, this so, was all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, my one-year-old, we, he he loves f- frozen blueberries, and he like he, we know like he starts to shiver like after he eats too many of them. And we were talking last yeah. night. We wonder if like we're wondering if does he associate the shivering with what these little frozen blueberries, or does he just think, man, every now and then I mean, I just get really cold. Like this little <laughs> one-year-old brain as he made the association. Yet. So he's cold-blooded like a lizard. Yeah. Apparently. So that, that's yeah, yeah. one way is to try to puree them or, 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 or put them in things, you know, like a like food processor or Vitamix or, or like a, a smoothie, like, you know, like a, a I, you know, Vitamixes aren't aren't no joke as far as a, a cost perspective, but the, the taste is actually different than just like a regular blender when you put in okay. like we do smoothies and we'll, we'll throw in like kefir in the smoothies we'll dump in like a little uh, probiotic we can you can we do you can do a, a bone broth if you're gonna like sneak stuff in like that that's a great way to like get you know you, you can put in like some spinach and it won't like overpower the flavoring so you can get some stuff in like that as far as vegetables like our girls love steamed broccoli and we put we like douse them in butter we put we melt butter all over the top of them put sea salt on it and so that gives it some flavor you uh, they do they do carrots like that too steamed carrots that are a little bit softer then they like uh we've been making this ranch dip you know quote ranch dip with sour cream and all you do is put in some onion powder some garlic powder and some um dill and mix it in and hope my four-year-old like will will eat cauliflower raw cauliflower and raw broccoli with that dip and it's not knowing that it's not like okay you're just putting ranch all over it so yeah. As we're as we're running out of time here, those are just some quick things, that, and that actually is a good point. I need to like write an article on the food for thought tab or for the Everyday Paleo that Sarah Fergoso's website about some things that you can do, so that you can try that are super easy. You know, like you get these cookbooks, and it's like here, try this. You have to be like a you know French trained chef mm-hmm. to make this stuff. And it's like I'm not going to do that. I want to you know that's why like the food processor, you just throw the stuff in and you get to where you don't need to bring out the recipe and you know all this stuff. You just can kind of you know eyeball it. 
make the stuff yeah. and then they can either eat it with a spoon if it's thick enough in the food processor or make it into a like a smoothie like with your with a cashew or almond milk um and then throw some, some okay. food in like that so those are those are really good ideas i really need to get one of those um either food processor or vitamix but um because bennett and rick i'm sure you can relate to this sometimes autistic kids have real issues with texture and so if it's yeah. like little stuff around in his mouth it's it's not gonna work yeah to say know? like they put blueberries yeah. in his yogurt like so like they won't they won't eat it they'll spit the blueberries out yeah. so if you yeah. put it if it's pureed sometimes it it helps with the texture yeah well okay. that's jason that's jason's deal he won't eat meat uh because the texture it's not the taste it's he's very 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 texture oriented with foods he doesn't mm-hmm. like cold foods he doesn't like crunchy foods and so it's like geez what a the hell are we going to do? But uh, you know, I think Mark is right on the, on, on, I, I say, I think Mark's right. I'm going to try what Mark is saying. And basically like when you're cooking for yourself, you can make the decision, hi, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do this for me. But like little mm-hmm. kids, if you tell a little kid like, Hey, do you want healthy food or do you want a thousand Oreos? They don't know any better. They want a thousand yeah. Oreos. So when you're making right. decisions for them, it's difficult. So I guess Mark is, I'm going to try that, just basically just trying to trick them. And that sounds terrible, tricking your kids, but really not that terrible because we trick them all the time. But like uh, trick them into eating, hey, just eat this. Hey, try this. What's in it? Don't worry about it. Just eat it. And uh, See, we always say like try it. If you don't like it, we'll we'll have a bowl. Like if you don't like this, you can immediately spit it out. And so like a lot of times what they'll do, they'll they'll just assume they don't like it. So this happens – I can't tell you how many times this happened with my kids – so, like, let's say broccoli or something. You have steamed broccoli with butter on it and, and sea salt, and it's all worked up and all that stuff. So, okay, take one bite. Put it in your mouth. If you don't like it, spit it out. And they put it in their mouth, and they spit it out. You're like, good, cool. Okay, thank you. Awesome. Awesome job. You get, you get this now because you at least tried it. And four minutes later, four minute, five minutes later, maybe a day later, they'll say, you know, can I have some more of that? And you're like, oh, wait. Because it, it just takes them a while to sort of figure out. Yeah. They, they put it on their tongue. They spit it out. Oh, that's gross. Just because they had this preconceived notion that it was going to be terrible. Then as they started to kind of go, well, hey, wait a second. That was, you know, like babies. Like put something in their mouth and they spit it out. Yeah. And then they'll reach for it again. That's you like know. me and right. the like Rick tries a new food videos, <laughs> by the way. Oh, I love those. <laughs> oh, I don't. So, I, don't I have one, one I suggestion. Pack. I have one suggestion before. I don't want to run out of time before I could suggest this so i'm not on any social media anymore so do you have like a mailing list where you can mail these podcasts to like is, is there a place to sign up on yes. your website or I, okay i need a, that's I need a great to, question well no i i have i get an email uh, you know, I somehow I've got it where, and it's not because I produced them. I somehow signed up some, somewhere. I need to figure out uh, how to do that. But I think you, you might be able to go to the Libsyn site, and it's just simply 52.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Wait, and I'll put this in the simple, show notes. Simply human 52 or yeah. simply 52? Uh, simply human 52.libsyn.com. And I think, L-I-B, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Yes. Com. And I think you can, you can sign up like for the RSS feed or something because I get... The, the email has the show notes and everything else in it, and I get it. Every, like, it come, it's like, it, you know, if the, if the show comes out at 7.30, okay. I'll get the email like at 2 in the afternoon or something. Like there's a little Or if you have uh, the easy way to get them to me, if you have an iPhone, go to your iTunes little icon, do the search function for Simply Human Podcast, and then when it pops up, you click the thumbnail for, uh, for the show. It's yellow, and it says Simply Human on there. And you can click yeah. the button that says subscribe. Then it automatically comes to your phone when we have a new episode. All you have oh, to do – is go to that podcast app and just uh, make sure that you're connected to like Wi-Fi or something, and it'll download okay. it to your actual device, and uh, so you can do okay, it that. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, Bray, we are we are out of time. Um, hang out before when I say uh, when I say bye. Don't hang up yet. But uh, really appreciate you coming on. This was great, and we'll have to have you back on and check your progress and check how things are going uh, later on in the year. It sounds great. It was good talking to you guys. Okay. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Braid. And uh, she's a, a good friend of ours and so happy that she could uh, spare some of her time and her very busy schedule. So um, it is now time for the Humans Being Human segment. And at the time of this recording, we have two uh, potential things that could possibly be on episode 69. Um, and so here is whatever we decide to <laughs> here put is in. One of them. Here is something. Here is something. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Check the show notes for the uh, the teaser. That's what she said. Rick, John, John, Rick. Nice to meet you, John. Very nice to meet you, Rick. We've talked about you at, at several times on the podcast. Mentioned you. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, and you said I could, I don't have to conceal your identity, correct? 
That is correct, Mark. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. John Badalak, everyone. Uh, the famous John Badalak, orthopedic surgeon and uh, emergency room pediatric nurse. Wait, is that right? That does not sound right. That doesn't sound right. He is an orthopedic, an he's an orthopedic surgeon. The guy was riding with me when I got hit and run over by uh, one of those Brinks armored uh, trucks. Wasn't that it? I thought it was like a Honda Fit. I think it was a Pontiac Cruiser. It, 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 that is correct. PT Cruiser. Okay. So, John, and this is... intro music? Yeah. Uh, you'll get so, uh, maybe a farting noise or something as your, uh, <laughs> as your transition. I, I'd prefer uh, Bad to the Bone. Bad to the Bone. We, we might be able to uh, do that. Uh, well, I might be able to do that if I can figure out how to download that song and put it into the correct format. So You'll not be able to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, John is on vacation, and he is uh, kind enough to give us a few minutes. John, I want you to tell us about the time you doctored yourself. So tell us what happened. Hmm. <clears throat> well, it, <laughs> you, need, you need a little background first. Yes, yes, please. So are you aware of what a hydro seal is? Rick, I am. Oh, of course I am. <laughs> Rick's what kind not. Of a stupid question is that? <laughs> Idiots. Just in case anyone doesn't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, so I know what it is, but please explain for our stupid listeners. So a, <laughs> a hydro seal is a basically a sack of fluid that can form around the testicle. I've got one of those on right now. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a very benign condition. There's nothing there's nothing too scary about it, but it can be quite large and kind of you know get in the way of things such as cycling or running. Well, that explains Rick's large nutsack <laughs> all these years. Wow. Sorry. Well okay. done. Continue. So so unfortunately, I I myself had had a hydro seal. Um, so developed sometime early college, and in college I did not have uh, very good health insurance, so I just <laughs> so you knew about it, survived and lived okay. with it. So you knew what it was, you knew that it was there, you knew that it was harmless. Yeah, well, I I did. I actually had to go to a. I went to a urologist to make sure it wasn't a tes- testicular cancer, and it wasn't. It was just a hydrocele, and so I I kind of put up with it. Believe it or not, I, I actually drained it. I'm a I'm a runner, and so. Before my marathon runs in medical school, I would take an 18-gauge needle and I would aspirate it and drain it so that it wouldn't be in the way as <laughs> Hold I on. ran. Hold on. Okay, oh explain, explain that. Are you in a sterile environment? Are you doing this like before you get out of bed in the morning? You're doing it in a van? <laughs> uh, what I would do is I would, I would uh, pilfer um, an iodine swab and an 18-gauge needle syringe from the uh, hospital floor while I was in medical school. <laughs> And I would take it home to my bathroom, and I would sit on the toilet, and I would oh use, use the iodine swab to to sterilize my scrotum, and then I would insert the 18 gauge needle into the hydroseal and aspirate the fluid so that the so that it would the fluid won't be so large, and I could run without my balls. Swinging against my legs. Well, Rick, Rick sits on a toilet and puts fluid into the toilet, but he doesn't have iodine or a needle. <laughs> Well done, Mark. Well done. <laughs> I can't resist. It's too crazy. Okay. <laughs> By so, the way, so. you are like the like the most interesting man in the world. Seriously. Like we need to do like he sits on a toilet and aspirates <laughs> his own hydrocel. Hydrocel, which, he, by the way, in case you didn't know, is a thing inside your ball sack. <laughs> He's also a sub three hour marathoner, which is pretty ridiculous. Okay. You actually really are the most interesting man yeah. in the world then. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm so you'd sit in the most sterile environment uh, humanly possible, which is sitting on your own toilet and do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, uh, so a- anyways, to, to keep the story moving along, um, once I got out of medical school and was in my orthopedic surgery residency, I finally had some decent health insurance. <laughs> so I, I saw my urologist. Actually, I, I saw the, the, the urology resident who agreed that he would do the surgery on me under the urologist's guidance. Oh, geez. And so oh, they, man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty awesome. And he's so, got his book like, yeah. open in one hand, and he's like, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 don't touch the red wire. Don't touch the red wire. <laughs> yeah, d- d- just about. And uh, so I, this was probably, I think, November, you know, I, November of my first year of residency, and I had my hydroseal surgery done. Uh, you know, no big deal. Outpatient surgery went well. And uh, unfortunately, I was not the the best of patients, and I was supposed to be taking it easy for a few weeks. But I uh, 
I decided to uh, play in a game of uh, pickup basketball. With, oh, uh, he's with, also an incredible basketball player and played uh, baseball for Purdue, Rick. Okay. But uh, cool. so so I'm involved in this game of basketball with one of my co co residents. Uh, his name is Ryan. He's actually a uh, takes care of kids in Kentucky now. He's a pediatric orthopedist in, at the University of Kentucky. But so so Ryan and I were playing basketball, and uh, I went up for a layup, and Ryan hacked me hard, and I I came down and I landed, and oh. it it was like it was like Ryan thought that I was pregnant and my water had burst. Like, just water just exploded down my leg and down my shorts. And Ryan had no idea what what had just happened. Everyone's pointing and laughing like, ha, 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 ha. Well, it it wasn't a lot of laughing. There's more of concern of what what just happened. (laughs) And uh, so... So I ran back to the locker room, and Ryan came with me, and we, you know, we evaluated the situation. Leaving a trail of hydrocel all the way. Fluid, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it was just serous <laughs> fluid, you know, just swelling fluid, and and, uh, and we ah, took a look, and sure enough, the, the incision on my scrotum had completely busted open. Uh, and, oh my! Uh, that is a sentence I never want to hear again. <laughs> by the way. Uh, and uh, so I could see my testicle, you know, through ah! my scrotum, which is it gets fairly worse. fairly unnerving. It, it continues to get worse, Rick. Oh, but no. uh, th- this was a Saturday. I remember this very vividly because yeah, of course. <laughs> Ra- Ra- Ryan is actually from uh, Green Bay. And uh, he had actually, we had an arrangement this weekend where Ryan, myself, and two other of my uh, co-residents, guys that were in my class, were going to the Packer game the next day. We had four Packers tickets on Sunday. And uh, uh, I did not want to call my urologist. I didn't want to make a big deal of this where might interfere with our plans because we were we were driving up to Green Bay that Saturday evening. So in my wisdom Dude. Yeah, in my in my wisdom we, we went to the hospital that we work at and uh, uh, Ryan went and again, you know, pil- pilfered some uh, <laughs> pilfered. some iodine and some suture material and uh, we we took it back to my apartment. Oh my and, god. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, sterilized the the area and uh, Put a few uh, nylon sutures in my scrotum to hold things back together, so that we could uh, get back on the road to uh, to Green Bay and Lambeau Stadium for a, a fun weekend of Packer football. Okay, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, Rick, if he were to do this, he would need to hack through a lot of uh, hair and and debris <laughs> to get to his actual skin. Did you? Was there was there any sort? Did you have to cut? Was it? Was it? I guess it was still shaven from the surgery. Uh, I, I was about three weeks out at this okay. point, so so yeah, it, it was still fairly fairly shortened, and and, and that you know hair was <laughs> okay. not an issue. Okay, my second question is this: it, before you put the needle into your own ball sack, <laughs> which is the t- medical term, was there an inner conflict going on? Were you debating internally inside of yourself, thinking? I shouldn't do this. Yeah, you can do this. You can play. Was there? Did you have that voice saying this may not be the best idea? Well, are you talking about when I was aspirating my? No, 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 no. When you're actually about to suture your ball sack. Uh, so the okay. So the the uh, the the suture needle. Right. Yeah. You, you no, know, I I was thinking about Brett Favre. And jeez, there's something else started to happen down there. Favre would have no problem suturing his own ball sack. Yeah, that's true. That's just, hmm. it's just it's interesting to me to know, like, okay, like, how did you talk yourself out of that? Was it just the confidence that you had in your own skills at that point? Well, it was really the the other alternative. You know, the the other alternative was to to go to the ER and, and miss the game, hang out in the ER for four hours, and then and then you know see some. ER resident and have have them suture it and you know be late getting up to the party in Green Bay. Right. So was that was that a point of like a rite of passage? Like from that point on, if you're dealing with someone who's like kind of like, well, I don't know, you're a resident, you could be like, hey, I've uh, stitched up my own balls. I think I can do your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he tells that to every single patient. Hey, listen here, pal. All right, let me tell you about the time that I sutured my own balls. Okay, so I think I can handle your little whatever you got going yeah. on over here. Your knee, yeah. I did. I did. Uh, instead of going by Battle Act for the rest of the year, I was thenceforward called Battle Sack. <laughs> Battle oh sack. man, that is a great one. Uh, it's like you're destined yeah. to, to to have done this with your birth name. Like at some point, this child will have to do something 
pretty spectacularly awesome with this ball sack. Like they're holding you up and the sun is like shining on you. Like the Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Well that is 10 minutes and that is probably one of the, I mean, it's, it's more like amazingly impressive than anything else. Like the, uh, when you were doing it, did it look like that scene in the first Michael Keaton Batman where the Joker is like uh, getting worked oh, on and like uh, that face. dirty like utensils and stuff like that? <laughs> no, I, I was just in my apartment. Yeah. It was pretty low key. Yeah. Well, the- did you get drunk afterwards <laughs> or before? Maybe, maybe in Green Bay, might have. Oh, yeah. I hope you don't like have to doctor yourself again by like blowing out a knee or running into a tree and having stitches in your face or something, or giving yourself a lobotomy. Like, yeah. don't do that. No, please don't do that. Uh, so thank you for joining us. And this is such a, a change from most of our humans being human stories or me saying, oh, pooped in my pants. Thank you for your time. And we won't keep you any longer. And we will see you when you get back. I have your uh, your jacket. Thank you. I've been, I've been looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was my, my pleasure. Have a, have a great night, Mark. Oh, man, see you. And Rick, good to meet you. Hey, good to meet you too, buddy. See you later. All right. Thank you, whoever you were that just was on that segment that we don't know who it was. So it was either John or Jeff, hopefully one of those two, and neither of them uh, bailed out. Well, because we haven't recorded either one of them, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. It was a person, a human being. Yeah, it was a person being being Someone being human. There you go. All right, it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this is kind of a cool concept. I've mentioned before the Philosopher's Notes, uh, the Optimizer, Brian Johnson. If you Google all that stuff, and I'll uh, I'll put a link in the show notes on this guy. Like he... For, yeah, I'm sure if you Google the name Brian Johnson, you're not going to get 5 billion results. <laughs> An optimizer and philosopher's oh, okay, note. Okay. And so he like gives sends out these kind of like it's sort of random. Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's every couple of days, once a week, something like that. But it's these really cool thoughts. I've, I've, tried, I've reached out to him and tried to get him on the show. I just don't think he realizes like how like important we are. Um, but so he has he's going through this book right now called The Compound Effect by a guy named Darren Hardy. And I will link to that as well. Um, Here's a quote uh, from The Compound Effect. The key to becoming world-class in your endeavors is to build your performance around world-class routines. It can be difficult, even futile, to predict or control what will show up in the middle of your workday, or any day, but yeah, that was my addition, any day. Uh, back to the quote. But you can almost always control how your day starts and ends. I have routines for both, end quote. So uh, sort of this idea of like bookending your days with a routine, whether it's something as simple as waking up and going on a walk, a 10-minute walk, or uh, you know, putting your shoes on I, I don't know like so do something every day I guess shoes on is kind of a dumb one because everyone does that yeah, anyway a l- little bit uh, yeah so let's say it's a walk it's a walk in the <laughs> breathe, morning breathe in air yeah. breathe out carbon dioxide <laughs> if you do that you will be successful it's like you know something as simple as taking a walk in the morning and setting all your clothes out for the next day at night it's, you know something that you can control and just kind of sort of get you into that sort of circadian rhythm where you uh, you know kind of like the sun rises and the sun sets every, it's beginning, almost like every a Pavlovian response I've thought before because I get home from work, I put my orange glass. I take my uh, my contacts out. I put my orange glasses on. I get in bed and I, I read on the Kindle app on my iPhone. And I'm always asleep within like probably ten or fifteen minutes. And I'm convinced at this point that it's like a almost like a Pavlovian yeah. response, you know. And if you can you can structure things that way, it makes you feel like you have more control over what happens and more control over your day. He was right. You can't control the middle part of your day. That's all wild cards. You know, you can try to. But if you can control the beginning and the end, then you know you're kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. Well, yeah, and like like just here's an example. Like if you say the orange glasses, you you wear them and they help you and you get to sleep better. Okay, well, what if there was some way we could we could show like okay, well I guess there is a way. Let's say we're gonna actually track your melatonin with and without the glasses, and it's the same, but you feel better and go to sleep faster and and just. In, like get a better experience out of wearing the glasses then wear the glasses you know yeah. like who cares like if it what the science is if it works for you then do it and so sort of my what i try to do in the morning like my perfect morning is uh waking up try like and I, this isn't how it does uh, it is every morning but this is like if i can get all these things in this is like a good morning so i try to do like a 10 minute brainwave con- con- contemplative prayer meditation type deal and then i go on like a walk with my my, my two dogs my one fat and one skinny dog. 
and uh, and that you know that's if I can do, get those two things out of the way, then like that's a that's a pretty good start to my day. I try to do that every day, and then at night it's you know either you know reading like what we've been doing uh, lately after the kids go to bed is we we've, we've been watching like two or three new girls a, a night. <laughs> Uh, those are those you mean the are, show, the TV yeah. show. Uh, Nick Miller, the the character Nick Miller on New Girl, it, it has to be like my all time. He's he's becoming my all time favorite TV character. Like, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of great ones out there. Um, and Schmidt on New Girl is is classic too. So that's that's part of an enjoy life kind of deal, and it's also like kind of this ritual. Also, drinking a little bit of whiskey at night is another uh, one of my rituals. Um, that is not good for sleep. Yeah. People. Alcohol does not make you sleep better. Yes, no, it does not. Um, if I ever, you know, if like on a, you know, this past Saturday night, I had I had more than I normally do, and I woke up at three thirty in the morning and could not go back to sleep. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's what you get, you moron. So, um, so there's it. There it is. Uh, tip of the week is. Try to do have some sort of ritual as simple as it could be to book in your day a.m. or p.m. So, all right, coming up in March uh, on the Symbian Podcast, Dr. Jennifer Shoemaker, who's a professor at the university I work at, is coming out with a book um, on sexuality and in the media and and how kids are you know how we're supposed to sort of get our kids to respond to all this mm, crazy media talk attention. Slower. Yeah. <laughs> Her book comes out tomorrow. Actually, if you're listening to this, it, this the book comes out today on the 28th, which is also oh my gosh, Rick! I can't believe we didn't mention this. It's, it's Rick's birthday is is the is leap day or whatever you, February 29th, which is like a weird yeah. day. So you celebrate on the on the on the first though, right? Yes. Yeah. Typically speaking, growing up because the 29th was the day after February 28th, right? And so. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was one of my presents on the 28th. Well, my dad being, you know, who he was, was like, nope, your birthday is the day after February 28th. So we always celebrate it on March 1st. Yep. So, you know. So happy birthday uh, tomorrow. Thank you. And Thank you I'm much. sure there will be something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always sending you We are random... going to a hockey game. The oh, stars, cool. uh, stars and uh, Anaheim Ducks. Cool. Well, I'll, night, I'm so. sure I'll be sending you something uh, strange on your birthday. So, uh, <laughs> as I normally do. Uh Again, like, you like, did I get you a Popeye Jones Murray State card once? Yes. Or was that a was that a that was ma- last year? Okay, sweet. Um, all right. Well, happy birthday, to Rick. And um, so, we, uh, Dr. Shoemaker is going to be on the show. Uh, we've got Jim Laird is going to be back on the show. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So our, one of our most popular, I think the most popular yeah. show we've ever had. Yes. And Kate Galliette is going to come back on. We're going to talk about uh, I think scapular stability. So we have three more uh, movement pillars with. With Kate, and she is back from Zimbabwe or wherever the heck she was. Uh, not in Zimbabwe. That was a different continent. Whatever. She was in South America. Con- continent. You're in continent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you laughed at that. I didn't think you were going to laugh at that. All right. So uh, that is going to do it for the Simply Human podcast. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to everything that we got going on there. Email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. If you have questions, email Rick at simplyhumanbob at gmail.com. Uh, sorry, simplyhumanrick at gmail.com no, that's some, I need to retire that one um, please yeah, leave, it's, yeah it's really funny the 90th time please please leave a review <laughs> on iTunes good or bad any publicity is good publicity and you still have today the 28th the last day of the month to get in for the February Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon uh, so uh, not a lot of entries in there by the way yeah so, so yeah, your chances are really good for February um, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast and remember Sure enough, the, the incision on my scrotum had completely busted open. Oh, and, oh my! Uh, that is a sentence I never want to hear again. <laughs> by the way, uh, and uh, so I could see my testicle. So until next time, enjoy yourself.